All seems to be going well, but when Harvey and Dashiell charge in dressed as fencers and speaking with a French accent, Earl and Jewel slash throw themselves onto the furniture. They leave and Sabrina eventually follows them. So they are such fighting each other with their swords and just going, I love something there. Well, they are, Phil, but what they're also doing is French Joke 101, uh, which is... I love her even more than I love not bathing and films without a plot. (sighs) For God's sake. Maybe that wasn't as cliche in 1998. Yeah. It's still kind of offensive and just really open goal, obvious. Yeah. Still bringing up the stinky French is not... uh, Yeah, it's, 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 it's not great. The thing was, the pair of them, both Harvey and Dashiell, had better French accents than Ewan McGregor did in Beauty and the Beast. Ewan McGregor ruins it. Oh. <laughs> ruin McGregor. Oh, I'm ruin Welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three tantalising and tenacious troubadours review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It's me, it's me, it's season three of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Can you ruddy believe it? I, for one, Mr Phil Dean, your guide and host of this here show, cannot believe it going to go to my two companions and see if they can believe that we're in season three already. First of all, Mr. Graham Riley. Hello, Graham. Hello, Phil. I also cannot believe it is season three. We made it here. I feel as if we have really come along as, uh, as podcasters the whole time. I'm really anticipating a new season because I think we've done very well with the first two seasons, but a fresh start, you know, going straight into a new season with all the experience that we've accumulated and all, all the love and deep knowledge that we've gained for this this show which we knew very little about when we began i can't wait it's gonna be a good one. now uh, our other companion is mr chris evans hello chris hi phil how are you doing my friend i'm still here you are still here <laughs> yeah i didn't get fired <laughs> like a bad smell you're sticking around for a bit longer well you know what are you going to do? Uh, I feel like without me, you'd be lost. You I wouldn't th- be able to find your way back down those avenues of, of fucking wonder. We like familiarity, that's why we're sticking around with you. Well, it, it's not only that. No one likes change. No. no. However, season three, that is change. <laughs> we're here. Oh my God. It's a comp- Everyone's got a brand new style. I love it. It is, I love yeah. it. It's a, well, we'll get into it very shortly, but it's a bit of a hair-raising uh, season oh, opener, this oh, one, yeah. uh, for literally. But uh, yes, we are back, we are well-rested, we're energised, and guys, I've missed you. I've not seen you for uh, for a little while. How have we been? Um, yeah, I've, I've not been too bad. Uh, the uh, commencement of season three was delayed a little by my throat. Um, but yeah, yeah so he just, just didn't want to turn up, did he? I just, no, he didn't. Um, and aside from that, yeah, I've just, just been... Kind of enjoying this uh, extremely hot weather we've been having. Uh, we talk here in uh, in June of uh, 2018. I've been enjoying the World Cup as well. Lots mm-hmm. of lots of football in the glorious and democratic nation of Russia. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a good time. I like some. It has. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, we are recording this on a disgustingly hot and sweaty. Saturday morning, uh, the windows have been open all night, so then to let a little bit of breeze, even curtains shut, looks like we're hermits. But uh, yeah, it's very, very sticky. And Chris, it, it made you shit yourself this morning, didn't it? <laughs> no, it didn't make me shit myself. <laughs> no, I nearly, you... I nearly shat myself because, because it was hot. Because it was hot. I, I'm, I can't be the only person out there that when it gets hot, my stomach just fucking flips and my uh i just it just happens i it's sort of like i overheat and that's the release that's the expression yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i just i i get i overheat i'm 
for those of you that don't know, because you can't fucking see me, I'm a very hairy guy. He I'm is. really well insulated in the winter, mm. but in this heat, I feel like I need to tear my skin off. Yeah, if, you, if you're cold in the winter months, the best thing you can get for yourself is a hug off Chris Evans. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, if if it's during the summer, God, you need to get away from him because he might poo on you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, was going to say I'm like a radiator, but yeah, I might defecate on you. You know. Just so, so is is this with everything? If you get too hot, is it just specifically the sun? Do you it's not go to sun. like a Do you not go to like a hot deli counter and go, "Hello, sir, what would you like? I'd like two sausage." And that's it. And then the hot the hot counter in front of you is no, overheating it's, you. It's just. The sun. You put a jumper on at the wrong time of year, and that's it. <laughs> I wish I never told you this. Now. Well, folks, we we've never heard of this problem. Chris is the only sufferer we know. But does it happen to you? Does it happen to you? We if- want to know if 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 you suffer from this terrible affliction. Uh, get in touch with us on Twitter at Sabrina Watch hashtag. Heat shits. <laughs> I mean, come on, there must be a support group out there. There's a support group for everything, Mr. Yes. Craft. Uh, yes, out. I'm sure Mr. Craft has got uh, them on the speed dial. But yeah, if you, if you require, well, if, yeah, if you have the same experience as Chris does, where you get too hot and you poo yourself, yeah, let us know. Um, <laughs> but I didn't shit myself and nearly shit myself. Okay, okay. Let's if, just make that clear. If you get too. I- didn't poo myself i nearly pooed myself okay so if you get too hot and it causes you to nearly poo yourself then uh, please get in touch uh, at sabrina watch or even on facebook using the hashtag heat shits <laughs> so season three of sabrina guys <laughs> this is what we're here for yeah so our 51st episode it's uh, it's got a crazy title or should i say a mad title because it's called it's a mad 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 mad, mad season opener mm. before we get into it guys would you class it as a mad 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 season opener uh let's see i mean we, we've got ninjas mm-hmm. we've got french fences S- sorry ninja got ninja ninja plural yeah ninja okay wait sorry ninja is plural i think it's ninja ninja and ninja wow what no what plural of ninja is ninja pretty sure it is well, no no the plural of ninja can't be ninja it's like it's it's ninjas no i don't think it's many nin- is it ninja Ninjai? Ninjai. <laughs> it's ninjai, isn't it? Uh, so ninja, plural. Yeah, in Japanese, the plural for ninja is ninja. However, in the Americanization, it's ninjas. Well, these ninjas were American, so they're ninjas. Okay, okay. That's so, so we have ninjas, ninjas so American. Okay. We have French fences. Fencer? No, fences. Um, Fences? Fences. Fences. And uh, we have cowboys. 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 And they're the same two people. That's pretty mad. It is certainly very, very mad. And we get uh, Salem uh, playing online chess, which is a very good time, Stanford 1998, playing online chess against an Albanian uh, sheep herder. Um, And we've got some hair. Which we will uh, get into. But, long, uh, beautiful hair. <laughs> uh, did, did we enjoy this season opener, uh, guys? We'll talk more about it at the end. But um, yeah, did did you enjoy this? The way that this uh, season kicked off. It had it had a very nice ending, which made me feel fuzzy inside. Oh, it did didn't and it? pulled me back in because there was a point at which, towards the end, it was starting to get a bit too mad and getting on my wick a little. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we had it had the feels at the end there. I think I think on the whole it's a strong uh, strong start to the new season. Absolutely. And uh, Chris, same thoughts before we uh, we jump straight into. Did you? We, we, what? So were you nervous about this season? Uh, the first episode of this one because I mean, <laughs> did it make you shit yourself? <laughs> did it make you shit yourself? No, nearly shit yourself. Because uh, obviously we we even though we reviewed season two uh, a bit controversially because you gave it six out of ten mm. me and Graham sort of went up a bit higher you know seven I went about 7.5 but we had such a high at the end of that season were you a bit nervous coming into this one going oh okay there's going to be a sudden dip or were you hoping that it would uh, sort of stay on the same level of greatness as season two ended to be honest with you I, I was open to anything because we had it, we had a good end to season two but season two as a whole I wasn't massively enjoying mm-hmm. um, I, I was open to anything but this it started strong and within the episode built up to something as well it did and now we finally know now we know now we know now we know now we know we get into the era now where we probably 
did see these episodes new as kids because yeah. we were eight, nine, as opposed to six, seven. I do remember some episodes from season one and two, but they would have been repeats. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can very much remember Sabrina being a very sort of current thing around this time. I can remember it being very popular. I can remember people talking about it in school and things. You know, it was definitely, definitely, definitely in an era where it probably was at its cultural peak. Yeah. And at the end of this season uh, is where Melissa Joan Hart makes a unsuccessful bid for freedom and successful bid to distance herself from Serena by making a certain uh, movie which we'll probably have to review as a bonus episode oh absolutely so, yeah, we, uh, we, yeah. yeah we will be looking at that one but anyway enough about the end of season three might as well crack on with the beginning of season three with episode one it's a mad 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 season opener. The episode opens on a bob-cut Sabrina returning from a crazy golf date with flowing locks, Harvey. And whilst reminiscing about their wonderful evening, he gives her the I want to snog your face off look. He does. Lock. 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 Yeah. I want to I want to snog your face off look. And she, she's very restrained. She's like, no. So it's nice that she's matured enough not to play the boys off each other. She's like, I haven't made my decision, therefore we're not going to be romantically entwined just yet. Yeah, she doesn't want to give him any false hope, which yeah. is good. Which yeah. was good. But she still went on a date with him. Yeah, she's still clearly going on dates with both of them anyway. Uh, Serena tells him to stop because she hasn't made up her mind yet. And to make matters worse, Dashiell magics himself in to add on the pressure. Suddenly they're frozen on the spot because Hilda and long-haired Zelda have some big news. Sabs is invited to a special evening to celebrate her receiving her witch's licence. Yay! So, yeah, hair. Dude, loving it. Loving Because it's not just the hair, it's also the outfits and the general feel and style of each character. It's evolved. It's evolved between these two seasons. I don't know who came up with this idea, but I'm behind it 100%. I think it was just the hairdressers and the actresses going, you know what, can you just cut my hair? Oh, oh sorry, we'll write round it. It is a little odd, because it is meant to carry on. A lot of seasons of new shows are actually like sort of like a year on, or at least a few mm-hmm. months later or something, but... I think this is more or less supposed to be. Like, it's supposed to be. Cause like this, a week later. This is the first season that isn't the start of a new school year. So yes. so she's still... So whereas um, season one she was 16, start of this season she's 17. She's still 17. Yeah. This is just the second half of her school term. So yeah. technically it, yeah, it is a week, a month at most maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a little odd. I think, I think everybody's hairstyle... Suited them, looked yeah. Good was a was was an improvement, maybe even. So uh, you know, good for them. You know, if, if these are the looks they're going to be going for for this uh, this season, then uh, I'm all in favour of it. But yeah, a little uh, a little jarring when you're trying to sort of bed people back into the situation where you left everybody. Yes, and everyone looks different. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Uh, Hilda says that once Sabrina gets her license, she will have all the power and knowledge in the universe inside of her. And thanks to modern medicine, it no longer requires dangerous surgery. Oh, that's mm. good. So quite a dangerous mm. thing to have inside you, anyway. All the all the the magic and knowledge, which I didn't realise, came with your witch's yeah, license. So a couple of things on that. I get it. Okay, you get all the knowledge in the world. Yeah. Okay. So. If you've got all the knowledge in the world, why 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 aren't you fucking rocket scientists? I think it's probably magic knowledge then. So you've got all the knowledge of spells off the top of your head that you know you can do or Again, why aren't you fucking rocket scientists <laughs> then? <laughs> why aren't you pushing yourself? Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. And the second thing is, now doesn't it involve dangerous surgery? The fucking magic. Why would it have involved surgery in the first place? I don't know. Maybe there's some old witch doctors that are got shaky fingers and stuff because they're all alone. They can't hold a scalpel, but they can use their magic. What I'm saying is there shouldn't have been need for a scalpel, Phil. <laughs> okay, right, yeah. It could be magic surgery, though. You could, like, just point your finger. <laughs> put your finger, magic goes in. Put your finger again. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, okay, it, I'll give you that, Graham. Yeah. I'll give you that. That is an adequate response. Not your scalpel shit. Oh, okay, okay. Well, or it could be an old crone witch that just cuts into people with just with their long finger oh. and fingernails. Oh, God, mate, you took it too far. Oh, sorry, oh, mate. It's disgusting. Jesus. <laughs> All three of them woo and run off, leaving the two boys frozen on the spot. Salem says they remind him of his first wife on their honeymoon. Wow. Awesome. So, yeah. Oh, God, I loved it. Yeah, I mean, he, he said because at the end he says, "Yeah, good night, everybody. Drive safely." So he, yeah. he's like mocking, you know, like a stand-up set. Yeah, but there's probably some truth in there, yeah. or yeah, or all truth in there. So them being frozen reminds him of 
of his wife, wife being motionless on holiday? Yes. yes, exactly. Probably in a very specific locale. Yeah. So, yeah, either there wasn't much much passion, much uh, consummating of the marriage going on, or he killed her. <laughs> yeah. she, he could have also married a statue. I mean, we don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. a wacky world. He could have yeah. done. He could have married the old Salem puppet. That didn't yeah. move much, did it? Ooh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the titles roll, and she's a baseball player. And she says, I'm a witch hitter. Instead of a pitch hitter. Yeah. Because uh, I really know what that is. Well, the, the pitch hitter, obviously, is the person who hits the pitch. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, although relevant to the outfit, I think that's as far as we can yeah. go. It's good. It's tick. She's dressed yeah. as a baseball player. <laughs> she says a baseball-related pun. Uh, a, a pun, a gag. So yeah, my thumbs up. I mean, we're we're all for puns, but it wasn't a great pun. It wasn't the best. But... She didn't exactly <laughs> knock it out the park, did she? Oh, and a flying start we get to the season. <laughs> Foul ball, foul ball. <laughs> nice. We're in school and Mr. Kraft announces that Westbridge ranked the highest in the county for exam results. And as a reward, they'll be having a dance on Friday night. Yes, but he says the only way that Westbridge could have topped the exam table is flagrant cheating on the part of the students. Because <laughs> he has absolutely no faith in their abilities and lives to undermine them. Yeah. What I think would have been a better joke if he said the only explanation for this is witchcraft. Yeah. And then we get like a... Sabrina kind of pulling a, pulling, you know, yeah. making a face, like, mm. yeah. tugging her collar. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been fun. Um, so the theme of the dance will be based on a movie chosen by the school's highest academic achiever, Sabrina Spellman. Nice. So she's, yeah, well, she's powerful in magic and she's, uh, she's got a good head on her, isn't she? Not sure if I believed it, but <laughs> I'll accept. We'll accept it for the, uh, this. For now. I mean, yeah. it's. It's just one of those. I mean, yeah, I get it. She's intelligent. She is academic in, in, in many ways. But to get the top grades across the board... There's never been any intimation that she is, like, top-level yeah, like, brain yeah. box. You know, she's clearly a very smart uh, smart young lady. And, you know, she's considering going to, you know, some pretty highfalutin uh, colleges and yeah. things. But, yeah, there's never been any inkling that she is the smartest kid in the school. Harvey asks Sabs to the dance, followed by Dashiell, whose face appears in her soup. And it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> yep. It is gross. Donald Faison, Faison soup. Yes, his face is very definitely on this soup. Um, it's it's a good it's a good effect. Yeah, it does actually look like his head is emerging from the soup <laughs> it does. to the point where I briefly contemplated: is there a way they could have had him under the <laughs> table and a hollowed out bowl? No, no, they couldn't have done that. But it's very yeah, it's, it's a very convincing and disturbing effect. Yeah, that's just like how they say. Um, you know, the, the the most recent Jurassic Park films are bad because it's all CGI instead yes. of the original, where it's all models and practical effects. I think, yeah, as good as all the amazing magical effects we've got in these later seasons of Sabrina, yeah, I would have liked to see the practical effect of that with Donna Faison just sticking his face through a cold bowl of corn soup. Yes. I think that would have been... I think that's what the fans want. Yeah. You know, it reminded me of two things. One, the scene in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when they get the eyeball soup. Yeah. And two, something that Hannibal Lecter might have cooked up in his kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is, it is disgusting. It's funny because he's just talking to her and uh, she's just talking to this soup and she throws him in the bin. And yeah. So basically he's asking, um, he's trying to convince Sabrina uh, to go to the dance with him. And because people are staring at her talking to her soup, she throws him in the bin and he goes, ah! <laughs> just screams in the bin. Yeah. No. Good acting from the extras at this girl arguing with her soup. Yeah. What? Super acting. Yes. It's the first of many of season three. <laughs> Seasons change, some things stay the same. <laughs> As we said at the top, we don't like change. We don't, do like, we? We change. don't like change. We don't like change. <laughs> uh, back at home, a Mr. Craft has just called Zelda to ask if her and Hilda will chaperone the school dance, which she agrees to. Hilda throws up a bit at the thought of Mr. Craft copping a feel in the dark. Oh. Sailor makes a comment going, oh, you're looking forward to stolen moments in the store cupboard. Yeah, like janitor's cupboard. Janitor's cupboard. Janitor's cupboard. It's like yeah. seven minutes of heaven or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God. Again, Salem, you filthy bugger, you. Yeah. You sassy bitch. Yeah, while he's doing this, he is, uh, he's playing uh, yeah, online 
uh, chess against yes. uh, an Albanian sheepherder called Yuri during this, which actually does go somewhere, and it's it's quite a funny yeah, punchline at the end. Well, anyway. it's one of those things, you, you, you don't see it coming. You don't at all. Uh, so Zelda has a solution to Hilda's uh, sort of thoughts. What if Mr. Craft was on dates with her instead, because she actually finds him attractive? Hilda is flabbergasted at the idea, but encourages her to do so. Wow! You must feel like such a loser, Salem says, before getting a carrot to the face. Yes. Brilliant. I mean, obviously, there's a shot of Caroline Ray throwing the carrot. Yeah. There's another shot where somebody, a lot closer to the puppet, <laughs> yeah. throws it at him to avoid any actual damage. Yeah. But uh, it's still very well executed. And he he does kind of flinch when it hits him yeah. as well. Like Again, fantastic puppetry. Yeah, and this is, just because I've seen the first uh, sort of a disc of this season, yeah. this is a sort of subplot that does rage on for a bit. Hilda's sort of... I thought you meant Salem and Carrots. <laughs> <laughs> or just vegetables in general. Yeah, yeah just... Parsnips, cabbage, yeah. lettuce. Every... Oh, I'd love to see a spring onion. Yes. <laughs> yeah, every episode... Oh, sorry, sorry. Scallion. Oh, Scallion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So fight back. A, a sort of little cute subplot, I guess, of Hilda realising her jealousy over Mr. Craft's attentions on someone else. And we get a really nice friendship between uh, Zelda and Mr. Craft Aww. throughout this season as well. Because they are surprisingly very, very well equipped with each other. So. Yeah, that's because that's, uh, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed you know uh, moments where old Willarda seemed a little more a little more human, a little more sympathetic. So if we're going to see more of that, that's, yeah. that's good. And, and what we praised so much about the season opener of, of uh, season two was the little hints or the little starting points of yeah. Season overarching story, so um, yeah, so we've got one here anyway, yeah, uh, which is uh, which will be, is really nice to explore and, and see uh, flourishing anyway. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you when when you said that we're going to have a, a sort of hints of something. I didn't think it was going down the friendship route. I thought it was just abusing Salem. Oh, oh, oh well, well, there's that as well. <laughs> oh, that's okay. So then. don't worry about that. You know, as we said, we don't like change. Uh, back in school, and Mr. Craft asks Sabs about her dance theme, and she's torn between Greece or Saturday Night Fever. Mr. Craft hasn't heard of either of them, and suggests his favourite film, Billy Jack. Which I guess must be a cowboy film, based on what happens later. I'm I'm not so sure it's a cowboy film. If I, I feel like it's a 1980s cowboy buddy thing. I reckon Mr. Craft is so old, I doubt it's 80s. I reckon... Probably very old, like fifties or something. Okay. Um, well, guess who's got two thumbs and Googled for fuck's sake? Hey! This guy. Tell us about Billy Jack. Tell us about Billy Jack. Uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> You'll love this. It's a 1977 independent oh. movie about an ex-green beret who tries to save horses being slaughtered and turned into dog food. Oh my! There's probably more to it, but it. An ex-green beret, so I'm assuming special forces. Yes, or a hat. A, a, a marine. A marine, <laughs> They sorry. wear the green beret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A marine who is saving horses from becoming dog food. Yes. Mm. Saving Well, if, if they remade it, of course, it'd be saving horses from being turned into lasagnas. Yes. Yes. That'll yes. be, yeah. So it, it's It sounds vaguely familiar to... Um, Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> I was just gonna say they kind of did remake it with uh, the close shave. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Wallace and Gromit, a close shave. Yeah, that's. It sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah, mm, that's yeah. Let's rewatch that and compare it and see if the two films sort of link up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Sabs opens her locker and Dashiell is dressed as Travolta and he's dancing Kraft goes in to confiscate Sabrina's boombox which he thinks is in there and upon seeing her empty locker vows to never buy sushi from a gas station again that I... is a line I remembered and it's still funny you remember that line? Yeah, yeah yeah that is something I will never get to we talk about not liking change talk about uh, you know uh, things carrying over that is something I will never get tired of is Mr. Kraft trying to reason with mm. Trying to find practical explanations for all the magic he keeps seeing. Yeah, it's it's so wonderful because you do because as we said towards the end of the last season, like we love, we're also we're almost rooting for Mister Craft yeah. in some ways. And I think as this season progresses, when we see the softer side to him, the genuinely caring and loving yeah. side to him with his friendship with Zelda, I think we will feel that a, a lot more. Um, well, but yeah, I do love this way. Like, oh, you were so close, Willard, so also, close. Martin Mull's face when he walks away. He 
looks so genuinely terrified <laughs> this is happening to him again. <laughs> yeah, because like just every week something yeah. he awful doesn't happens. he doesn't believe his own reasons. He, yes, he, that's... He, he, he thinks he's going mad. That's what. That's what or his ex-wife happens. is behind it. Yes, that's what he thinks as well. Uh, in the Spellman household, and Sabs is getting ready for the do, while Salem is getting whooped by an Albanian farmer and online chess called Yuri. In the hallway, and Hilda is still trying to understand what Zelda sees in Willard and starts to sound a little jealous. Sabs heads to the other realm, but instead of appearing at her celebration, you know, the celebration for her getting her witch's license, she rocks up in line to answer one final question all about flying vacuum safety. So she appears. The DMV, mate. Yeah, she appears in like the, you know, the, the magical. Uh, sort of, I guess the witch is equivalent of the DMV. Yeah. Um, she's she's all dressed in her lovely outfit. Hilda and Zelda aren't allowed to be there because, you know, fuddy duddy rules. And yeah, she thinks she's going to a party and she's just in front of this uh, this woman who just wants to ask her one more question. Do you remember the answer to the, uh, well, it, the question? Uh, is it more dangerous to fly your vacuum in A, heavy rain, mm-hmm. B, light rain, or C, hail? Yeah, and you nailed it. Chris, I didn't did you? nail it. Yeah, light I, rain. B yeah. light rain is the most dangerous uh, sort of weather to to fly vacuum in, which is which do, is do nice. You, do you want to know how I nailed it? Oh, please. I remembered something. <laughs> okay, I think you're gonna go. I'm a witch. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it's it's really obvious. You got. Heavy rain, which would be dangerous to drive in, and hail, which would be dangerous to drive in. So you got two that are dangerous, and one that you think light rain. That's not dangerous. That's the odd one out. Yeah, it's clearly B. Yeah. Plus, if you've if you've ever tried to hoover outside during light rain, you know it's a bit of a bugger. God, so. when it's spitting, it just your hoover just gets soaked through. It does, mate, doesn't it? I hate. I hate. Oh, I don't know what I hate. <laughs> I was hoping. I hate this. I, why is he still talking? I was hoping that the question would be what shag level is oh. the safest to uh, operate your flying vacuum on. Yeah, because we we know low shaggish is the preferred. Mm. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. flying level. We yeah, but uh, yeah, we're still yet to know the exact sort of shag level. So yeah, that would have been yeah. good. She gives the correct answer, and at the stamp of a form, the entire room magically transforms into a luxurious ball, complete with Hilda, Zelda, and like a massive blue whale cake, we think it is. Fudgy the whale? That's a type of cake okay. that you get in America. See, I was, when I was looking at it, because upside- the whale's upside down, you never actually see it the right way. But I was thinking, is that is it a cake of the, the state that they're in? You know, like, I just wasn't too sure, but yeah. Well, mate, it was it was blue. And it had a tail. And an eye. And an eye. And a mouth. Okay, well, and when you mouth. put it like that, then I yeah, mean, yeah. it was a whale. Yeah. Clearly. Obviously, yeah. Naturally. Now now it's obvious to me that's what it was. <laughs> but Hilda says that they unfortunately couldn't tell Sabrina about the surprise because the council would have ripped out their tongues if they told her. Ouch. Fuck me. That's still, again, old rules, old footy-duddy yeah. rules. Don't ruin the supplies or... Supplies. supplies. Don't ruin the supplies or the surprise or we'll tear your, uh, your tongue out. She's introduced to her cousin Doris, who posed as the, re- as the receptionist moments earlier, who takes a ghastly picture of Sabrina's license. And when Sabrina says how terrible her picture is, Doris loses her temper and shoots green slime out of her fingers onto a poor bloke. He was eating cake, he bless him. He was eating him. cake, yeah. He was none the wiser. Everyone else saw it coming. Did they tell Carl? Yeah, I've called him Carl. Yeah. Did they tell Carl? No. They just let him get slimed. Poor yeah, Carl. But, and the worst thing is, it's like, there's... He's getting covered and was like, oh my god. And just before we cut to the rest of the episode, he looks really upset. Yeah. And we don't get a follow-up on Carl's well-being. I, like, I did hope he... he's okay. I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Did he come home and they were like, who have you been gunging with out on the towns? So, you know? did, did you run into the Ghostbusters at one yeah. point? Yeah. Come yeah. on. But Doris, um, much, like, much like Noel Edmonds, yeah. when she feels a certain kind of way... People are going to get gunged. Yes. Yeah. Maybe her and uh, Dave Benson Phillips should get into it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, not in these days because the actress playing Doris is dead now, unfortunately. But oh, <laughs> what? That was a, oh. that, that was a, that was a, that was a switch. Wow. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That was that change, was an inappro- change of pace. That people. was an inappropriate segue. I'm apologize. sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah Jesus. Uh, but uh, but I mean, I don't know. Where, hopefully, we'll see her again because um, she's here to help uh, Sabrina um, just uh, discover her magical. Uh, the family secrets. So, yeah, because and... she can't use her witch's license until she figures out what the family secret is. Yeah. 
Which I know. You know you told us that at the end of the last season, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. And uh, different family members, as we've already discussed as well, and as mentioned in this episode, are going to be showing up to drop hints, are they? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah help her, give her clues, yeah. give her, just give her guidance, help her out, make her um, resolve, I guess, moral dilemmas so that, you know, when they return, they'll uh, be able to help her out. So uh, hopefully we'll be seeing Doris again, but we'll see her throughout this episode anyway, but hopefully we'll see her again. Um, quick thought, do you think Doris has got the finger flu and it's never gone away? Hey, it could be. <laughs> She's just been farting out those fingers for years oh. and she hasn't done anything about it. Could be something even worse than Gunch that would come out in that case. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Carl. Oh. He probably killed himself. Sabrina's license starts electrocuting her. <laughs> Too much death. What are you on, Sorry. Sorry. Too much death, Phil. Sorry. Too much, it's it's too much abrupt emergency. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, that's it. I'm going to. She's moving with David Hudson Phillips, which can't. She's dead. <laughs> Poor Carl. He's probably dead now. He's probably dead now. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. They're probably dead now as well. Sorry. So moving on. Death. Death. He's Sorry, de- I'm, I'm so full of life with this season. I keep inappropriately talking about death. So. That makes no sense. <laughs> he's dead. He's real dead. So, I, I apologize. Anyway, Sabrina's <laughs> license starts electrocuting her, and it's yeah, it's because there's a spell on it, a powerful spell at that, which needs to be broken. And to do so, Sam's must work out the Spellman family secret. Relatives will periodically visit her to lend her a hand, with Doris being the first. But all Sam's is concerned about is having to solve her man situation without the use of magic. And she goes, this sucks. Yes. Which she shouldn't have done. What she should have done is when this blows. Because there's a whale cake in front there of her. There is a whale cake. She should have said, this, this blows. blows. And then eating a piece of cake. That would have been awesome. Perfect. Oh. Or, even better, because we're in the other realm, the cake, the whale cake, yeah? We should have got an image. So she goes, this blows. And the whale cake then blows. Yeah. You know, the air blow of a whale. Or what she should have done is uh, said, oh my god, this blows. And then the whale cake uh, sort of materialises and comes alive and goes, you think that's bad? <laughs> you think that blows? Watch this. <laughs> yes. yes. That's what should have happened. That's what should have happened. Forever improving. <laughs> In school, and Dash and Half can't believe Sabrina hasn't decided yet and give her an ultimatum. And it was that point I thought, we've come to a decision. We're going to date each other. Oh, <laughs> that should have happened. That would have been a term for the books. Couple. Yeah. If you can't be with us, then we've decided we're going to be together instead and rub your face in it. I mean, bottom line is they've already got something in common. Yeah. Sabrina, yeah. so why not? Yeah, the, well, they're both men as well. Yeah. Or boys. Young young men. Young men. Um, one of them is magical. One of them is magical on the, the football field, I guess. Yeah. I, I That could have been a great little storyline throughout this season. Yeah, that would have been a right curveball. Uh, but no, that isn't the ultimatum. Uh, it's the fact that if she hasn't decided by tomorrow, she gets neither of them. Ooh. Ooh. Stakes. Yeah, you actually went, ooh. Didn't Oof, you? Because you were I quite did. taken yeah. back. I was. Stakes are coming to our town. That was, yeah, that was quite, quite, uh, quite bleak, really, wasn't it? Yeah, because they were like, you know, we both really want to be with you. We both really, really like you. But you know what? You can't mess around with us any further. So, if you can't choose me, then you're not worth the I'm, trouble I'm putting into this. I completely understand where they're coming from, yeah. but it's still. Oof. Well, maybe then they would have dated each other. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe they would have cried, consoled each other, and then you know. One thing led to another. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Val tries to give Sabrina some advice, as do the walls of the school with our first season three posters. There are many. I didn't get a clear look at most of them, but luckily um, our eagle-eyed host has uh, prepared a selection for us. Indeed, the amount of times this episode was paused, rewound, <laughs> slow-motioned. <laughs> this 22-minute episode lasted 50 minutes, trying to, <laughs> trying to read what the blurred words on this blurred poster in the background is on this blurry standard def. DVD that was printed about 10 years ago. All I'm going to say is, we do this for you guys. We want to keep you informed of what those posters say. Appreciate all the effort that Phil goes to, because I do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Phil. More to the point, we want to pass the sage advice on Mm. what to look out for, how to be careful, how to believe in yourself, that the education boards of the 1990s um, were imparting upon... uh, 
their students. Yeah, and you know, we want these subliminal. I can't even say the word. We subliminal. Want, we want these subliminal. 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 We want these posters to re- <laughs> to reach out to a wider audience. So you're not just taking it in subconsciously. We're throwing them in your face. So the first one was a nice poster, simple. Reach for the stars, it said, and there was some ballerinas dancing. Yes, it's very nice. Full couple of years before us, Club Seven uh, gave us the same advice, of course. Yes, that is very true. Yeah. So we had yeah. Reach for the Stars, and we also had the one of that um, uh, athlete flying in the sky. Uh, was it for, like Find Your Wings or something yes, like that? That's yeah, right, yeah. something like that. So he, he's still there. Yeah. So we got Reaching for the Stars and then flying. Uh, we had Life Weeds Out Users. Yeah, weeds good... like. Weed. Yes. Oh, the yeah. most dangerous drug on earth, of course. Of now, course. now, now, now legal in most of America. Yeah, um, and Canada, and all of Canada. Yeah, um, uh, but in yeah, in in the nineties, very dangerous. All drugs equally as bad as each other. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I've got, apart from life, that's the only drug that people yes, are allowed to take. That's right. Um, but yeah, the uh, yeah, life weeds out users. Quite big writing, and you see the word weeds and a you know marijuana plant quite. Graphically, so, so uh, yeah. that's, that's a good poster to have around. Uh, Val then pressures Sabrina to come up with a theme for the dance, which she forgot all about, and just decides to go with Greece. Standard, standard. Yep. Never seen it. Yeah, um, yeah. This is. I was. About, I was going to raise that point because this, this came up a while ago. That uh, you've never seen Greece, Phil. Never seen Greece. I know everything about it. Never watched yeah. it. You've never actually watched. Never, Greece. never yeah. watched. Now Greece. I'm. I, I hate musicals, but I've seen Greece. At least a handful of times. I don't even like Greece that much, but it's just one of those things that you end, you yeah. end up you end up watching. <laughs> Plus, it's Olivia Newton-John. It's the best thing about it. It's, it's one of three films which people seem to gasp most about me not seeing. I've never seen Greece. I've never seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I've never seen Titanic. More horrified when you've never seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Was it was it me who gasped when you said you'd never seen that? <laughs> it might have yeah. been, you know. <clears throat> and it was the survivors of the Titanic that gasped when I said I'd not seen that film about them. Yeah. Um... <laughs> you haven't seen Titanic? I'm not, mate. Not that. For three hours. Fuck that. My mum had the uh, the double VHS version of yeah. it when it was first released. Two off, videos, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. They had to put it over two VHSs. It was too yeah. long Oh, for one. so long? Was that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it was like Metal Gear Solid when, once you got towards <laughs> the end. You had to exactly eject like, that and put disc exactly two in. Exactly like Metal Gear Solid. It was just like Titanic. Yeah, uh, just uh, Leonardo DiCaprio comes in and goes... Yeah, you're gonna to need to switch that video now, love. And yeah. then that's what you do, mate. I can't believe you don't. Kate Winslet, in you have. <gasps> oh, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Oh, well, oh mate, that doesn't mean I don't know who Billy Zane is. Oh, he's the Phantom. Yeah. And of, of the ship? No, no, the Phantom. <laughs> like different film. Different film. <laughs> Have you not seen the Phantom either? The Phantom? What Phantom of what? Or no, it's just... the Phantom. The Phantom. No. Yeah, yeah, comic yeah. book, comic book hero turned film. It's a terrible film. He's got to get the three school rings together. He's dressed in purple spandex. It's atrocious. But you need to watch that, God, that as well. Sounds like something I should and have he's, watched. And he's, he's Neptune and going overboard. Yes. <laughs> and he's a very terrible love interest in the second series of Twin Peaks. So, and yeah. he starred across his wife at the time, Kelly Brook, in a terrible film called Three. But you get to see a lot of Kelly Brook in that. Okay. Billy Zane! Okay, <laughs> may, okay may, maybe. you know, Maybe on my deathbed, I'll say. <laughs> just stick it on in the background. <laughs> That's it. I'm getting you the compilation of films of Billy Zane. <laughs> Film Billy Zane is not in though because he would have been like a child. Is Greece, which is what we were talking about originally. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Yeah. So going back to Greece, yeah, she's picked Greece to go and talk. <laughs> That's it. Point over. Uh, at home, and Hilda is moping around that Zelda stole her boyfriend. But uh, yeah, which Salem's quite surprised that she uh, that she says because she's never described him as a boyfriend, just someone who kind of clings onto her. Sure, she finds him repulsive, and the thought of him touching her makes her gag, but he compliments her, and she needs him around just for that. Salem suggests that she should go to the school and try to swoon Mr. Kraft, and to not worry about any actual date happening, because he's already going with Zelda. That's not half bad, Hilda says. Well, when you spend eight hours a day licking your butt, you come up with a good idea every now and again. Almost mention of Salem's asshole. Thumbs up. 
Upstairs and Salem convinces Sabs to look for a spell in the magic book that will help her out with her current boy Pickle, but not before he asks her to pen a terribly offensive message to Yuri, his online chess adversary. She finds a page about her heart being revealed to her, and she gets worried that it could be a little gory. Nah, the only spell that is literal is the heart on your sleeve spell. Ooh, I want to see that! <laughs> yeah, maybe that that would be instant peril. Yeah, that, instant yeah. peril. That'd be disgusting. Uh, back in Would school- you have a heart on your sleeve, or would your chest heart? <laughs> no, yeah, that's what I took it. Transplant as. itself onto your sleeve. So yeah. in your chest cavity, there'd be nothing. Yeah, no, it, you, you'd have your sleeve in there. You'd have a wrist. Yeah. In, you have a wrist in your chest <laughs> and a heart on your wrist. And your and your yeah your arm would just be going. Boom, 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 would you oh, pulsating? Yeah, Oof. like 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 a swollen bite, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, just in your chest cavity, you've just got a wrist, just yeah. doing, doing nothing. I mean, flexing, just flexing. flexing yeah, every now and then. wearing an old festival band for about yeah. ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back in school, and Valerie says that Mister Kraft is angry that Sabrina chose Greece because he already had a Billy Jack outfit ready. Yeah. So yeah, what a, a can. Just the like, <laughs> yeah, kind of horse. Just a can of horse. Maybe, maybe you could come dressed as a horse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, suddenly, Dashiell and Harvey walk over, dressed as a couple of cowboys, ready to kill each other in a duel. Oof! I want to make reference here to how good Harvey looked in that cowboy outfit. He really did. Oh, He's yeah. got really everything him. going on. Not just the hat, not just the chaps, but. He's it, got he's got like a stubble. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. It, it was clearly makeup stubble. But yeah, he looked he looked great in the stubble. He looked great in the yeah the chaps, the toothpick, and everything. So I, it was really believable as a cowboy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He oh, has, oh, he's got a, a toothpick as he, yeah. he's tossing around his mouth. Yeah. I, I could buy him as a young gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he asks Dashiell, "Do you feel lucky?" Which is obviously reference to Clint Eastwood in Dirty Harry. Not a cowboy film. Not a cowboy film. <laughs> no. Cop film set yep. in the era yeah. it was made, like the seventies. Yeah. Clint Eastwood, yeah, often plays cowboy. That film he didn't. I was kind of disappointed by that. Well, it's also "Do you feel lucky?" is quote taken directly from Google as well, if you remember. That's, that's, that's true. But yeah, so Dashiell and Harvey are squaring up to each, uh, squaring up to each other, and it's because these look like they're literally going to fight over Sabrina's heart. Being a witch would be a lot easier without all the magic, Sabrina says. Oh. So that's the burden she got to carry. Mm-hmm. So these boys would be easier if it weren't for all the magic. Yeah, yeah. Just be a teenager. Yeah. Serena the teenager isn't really a, a show you want to catch. Being te- a teenager. <laughs> um, yeah. She had the choice of just being a regular teenager. That is she very did. True. Yeah. Yes, I see. Yeah. And you know, Sabs, you could have done that. You didn't. So stop complaining. Yeah. Stop complaining. But yeah. So they do. Do you feel lucky? I've always been lucky. Dashiell says, and they start squaring it up to each other, looking like they're about to kill each other. Mr. Kraft walks past a poster display. This made me laugh. Mr. Kraft walks past a poster displaying animal success stories. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't see any details on it apart from the title "Animal Success Stories." I want to know what who was on there. Uh, it, it was clearly the business of ferrets for setting up their first yeah, small yeah, business, business of ferrets. Big Bird. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well done, Big Bird. You've been on Sesame Street for years yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, Tony the Tiger. Yeah, Kermit. Yeah. Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. Yeah. 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 Miss Piggy winning an Oscar. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah, just Ooh. just really daft. I'm, or a rhino waving. Yeah, <laughs> Dolly the sheep for existing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But animal yeah. success stories. Send yours in. <laughs> yeah. If you have any of your own animal success or stories, if you are a successful animal and you listen to this podcast, <laughs> we want to hear from you. And Mr. Kraft walks past to voice his disagreements about the dance, but she's too distracted about the imminent gunshots and cries of dying men. She says, so she runs off to the cafeteria. All seems to be going well. The milk is even fresh, which is nice. But when Harvey and Dashiell charge in dressed as fencers and speaking with a French accent, oh, and Jewel slash throw themselves onto the furniture. They leave and Sabrina eventually follows them. So they are sort of just fighting each other with their swords and just going, I love something there. Well, they are, Phil, but what they're also doing is French joke 101, uh, which is... Uh, I love her even more than I love not bathing oh, oh. and films without a plot. <sighs> For God's sake. And may- <laughs> maybe that wasn't as cliche in 1998. Yeah. It's still kind of offensive and just really 
open goal, obvious. Yeah. I did dig uh, when they fight out the doors of the cafeteria and one of them opens the door for the other and goes, Après vous? Oh, oui, yeah, messy, oh, messy yeah. book. Yeah. Like yeah. But, uh, but yeah, still bringing up the stinky French is not great. No, um, but my, my, the thing was, the pair of them, both Harvey and Dashiell, had better French accents than Ewan McGregor did in Beauty and the Beast. Ewan McGregor ruins it. Oh. <laughs> Ruin McGregor. Oh, Am I right? A confused Willard is looking for Sabrina, but finds a flirtatious Hilda and yet another motivational poster. It's a man climbing to the peak of a mountain. Did you catch what it said, boys? No, I didn't, mate. It said, I will because I can. That's nice. That's that's right. that's real nice. That's, that's real nice. nice. Yeah. I will because I can. That's yeah. going to be my mantra. You've got all this all this hope being built up, and all this scaremongering as well. Oh uh, yeah, on these corridors, and then you got Mister Craft being like, "Yeah, you've achieved something, but you probably did it because you cheated." <laughs> <laughs> Get, they're getting messed up, these kids. I will because I can cheat. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That guy at the top of the mountain, he didn't walk up there. He had a jetpack. Yes, he did. <laughs> he had a jetpack. <laughs> I will because I can afford a jetpack. Uh, Hilda tries to swoon him in a Southern Gal accent. Didn't understand that, but fair enough. Yeah, yeah I mean, maybe appealing to his his Billy Jack fantasies, I guess. Yeah, and he, uh, he just generally loves. Should have should have just gone to him. <laughs> Don't turn me into dog food. <laughs> <laughs> Save me, Willard. <laughs> that's what, That's how she should have spoken to him. <laughs> <laughs> nay, mate. Nay. nay. <laughs> but he, he does also he does love the old west as well. He loves Custer's steakhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, he is a good cowboy, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I was going to say he'd make a terrible cowboy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Hilda tries to swoon him in a Southern Gal accent, and they walk past yet another school poster. Oh wow! Oh, God, one boy coming out of the wazoo. I love this. Phil Eagle Eye Dean here. Don't blow your future up in smoke. More anti-drug stuff. More anti-drug. Blow. Yeah. Blow. Cocaine. Smoke, smoke, weed, just weed. as bad as cocaine as everybody knows. Yeah. And so, tobacco as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Again, just as bad. So we go, as don't bad. blow your future up in smoke. We see this over a few episodes. So Also, against arson. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah arson is a crime that could ruin your future yeah. as well. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe Mickey and a mum from uh, You Wish should have seen that post from yeah. going, you know, you know what, I ain't going to smoke anymore, mum. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Phil gave an accurate representation of the daughter from You Wish and also how I sounded last week, which is why I couldn't record. <laughs> Very true, yeah. Hilda plays ignorant, invites him to the dance, and then emotionally attacks him when he says he's already promised to go with Zelda. He tells her that she's beautiful and funny, and that's all Hilda came for. However, when two ninja run and backflip through the school, she pushes him up against the wall for protection, which is exactly what he wants because he wants to kiss her all night long. Oh, it made me feel awkward. It was horrible. Tell you what, Mr. Craft, he gets some action in the show more than anybody else because you have him and Mrs. Quick having quickies yeah. in the in that in that episode. Oi, oi. Oh, yeah. And and yeah, and then he's getting pushed up against the wall by Hilda here. Yeah, and he's I, talking about say like he want, uh, come round to mine and we'll cook up some Harvey Wallbangers. Yeah. No, it made me feel horrible. It was just it was the it was the it was the sheer desperation in his eyes. It, it was the excitement in his in his wheezing as well. Oh, like, God. Was, do you want to come back to mine? It was it was like he was pent up. He was anxious. He just. Whoa, no! If, I feel like if 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 Hilda was was there on her own and not protecting him from ninjas, I feel like he he might have like exploded. Yeah, I tell you what, the wall bangers—that's kind of what they were doing there, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, it made me feel queasy. Yeah, it made me feel a bit sick. Uh, but yeah, he that's his. But Hilda's his kryptonite. He can't contain himself no. around her, but. As it progresses, hopefully, he'll just deter his eyes and, yeah, just focus on Zelda. Mm. Harvey and Dash will start fighting, and to make matters worse, Doris rocks up to help Sabrina with the family secret. Fucking Doris. But when she fobs her off, she gets angry and shoots out more slime. Sabrina, in the heat of the moment, runs Great towards song. Harvey and pushes him out the way, leaving Dashiell covered in snot. Yeah. It's weird, because we've got a... We've got Donald Faison actually being sprayed with goop. Yeah. But then we also have absolute torrents of goop <gasps> coming out of Doris's fingers, mm-hmm. which are CGI. 
Yeah. And relative to how the show normally is, not great CGI either. So yeah, we've got, there's, a, there's a weird mix of live action and CGI going on here that doesn't quite work. Yeah, not the best effects. And one one great effect that we actually failed to mention uh, uh, towards the start of the show when uh, Serena's in her, her special do, sort of like the magic... Yeah, like sparkles. The sparkling ceiling, yeah, we failed to mention this. Um, it's very similar to, well, I guess now we can look back, like Harry Potter with their... Um, yeah, the enchanted ceiling in yeah. the, the Great Hall. Also... It's a bit like uh, that, the magic sort of just like a massive uh, sort of ceiling-long chandelier in a way. It was like a, a glitter way. fest. There was yeah. literal magic in the air. Oh, oh. oh I loved it. That's nice. That is nice. That's also, real nice. Also nice, effects-wise, the same scene when everybody turns from their stuffy DMV clothes into mm. their party clothes and just generally the room turns from like... Like, yeah, waiting room into party. That transition was really good as well. Mm, it was, yeah. So it's uh, sorry, we, we yeah we got caught up on other things in that. Yeah, scene. yeah. we apologise. Yeah, I was talking about around. death, and that's what steered us yeah. away. Too much death and whales. <laughs> so Doris sliming <laughs> Donald Faison. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, uh, Donald Faison gets covered in finger snot, and uh, yeah, Sabrina's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, but Dashiell's quite calm about it. not cool about it, quite calm about it. Going, yeah, I know what happened. The spell worked. My brother warned me about it. Your heart made its decision and you pushed Harvey out of the way. And yeah, it's because you want to be with Harvey. So he accepts Sabrina's decision and just wants to be friends. Sabrina, meanwhile, asks Harvey to the dance and he asks her to take him to A&E first. You didn't talk about his wonderful Fajon's fade out. Yeah. It, oh, it was yeah. fist bumps, man. Fist bumps, then he went and disappeared. Yeah. He takes yeah. it like a champ, I have to he say. Does. He does, yeah. He, he really he takes it takes it on the chin, really does. Yeah, and he and he can and he can just disappear because Harvey's crumpled on the floor in agony, he doesn't know what's going yeah. on. So yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. He's he's one of the good boys. One we've, of the good boys. We've not had much luck with No. Especially magic boys. Realm boys. Yeah. Oh, generally God, being yeah. pretty pretty Dante. Jesus. Yeah. Hashtag not all magic boys, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um yeah, Dante, uh scheme struck a man, forgot mm. his name now. Yeah, they've generally not been good. Yeah, and uh, well, Magic Joel, he was magic in his own way. Yeah. And creepy in every other way. At home, and Hilda is all greased up and red... <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd have written something by mistake, but no, she is greased up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, greased? Oh yeah, she is... Yeah. So yeah, so Hilda is all greased up and ready to head to the dance without a date. Suddenly the doorbell goes, and it's Yuri. I'm here to kill Salem, he comes out. And he wants to uh, what, wear his entrails no, as hats. No, like, where is Salem? I want to wear entrails as a hat. Yes. Yeah, so and he has insulted my mother for last time. <laughs> because uh, Salem sent him an email claiming that his mother had married his brother. Yeah. Salem's just absolutely just horrifically offensive to <laughs> everybody yeah. he encounters in this episode. He's just poking the bear. Just poking the bear. It's like, yeah. it's fine, I'm a cat, I once tried to take over the world, I can insult whoever I want. Then Yuri rocks up. Salem thinks he's untouchable as a cat, because he's like, we're just going to come and kill a cat apart from a, an angry Albanian sheep herd who just well, wants to hack his head off. That's a lesson to keyboard warriors everywhere, isn't it? Yes, yes it is. They can find you and they can kill you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you insult, very easily. If you insult an Albanian farmer. Yeah, they'll just rock up and find you. Unless you're Liam Neeson, who then goes and kills the Albanians. Yes, he, yes, he does. <laughs> Hilda tells Yuri that Salem isn't home, but rather at the high school dance. She now has a date, and luckily for her, underneath all that pelt, he's got a great body. I think, yeah, I think also Salem thought he was probably, you know, sort of, Playing with some just some fat middle-aged man, and it turns out he's a young stud. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so may say a stallion. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. At said dance, and Harvey and Sabrina are wonderfully kitted out with the two crazy cats from Greece. Now, yes. Now, they are dressed as obviously Sandy and Danny, John Travolta and Olivia. Which John, you wouldn't know. Wouldn't you've know. Never watched in, it. in the closing scene of Greece. Agreed. If you were having a Greece-themed dance, yeah. Uh-huh. Everybody, every couple would want to go with Sandy and Danny. Yes, they yeah. would. Nobody else appears to be even dressed as a character from Greece. Yeah. Everybody else is just in generic 50s-ish garb. Yes. You know, how was it agreed that Sabrina and Harvey are Sandy and Danny? Nobody else can be. Well, I, well, you, you could have. I would have settled for Rizzo and Kaniki as well. Yeah, but, but no, no one was there. Nobody's Rizzo and Kaniki. No, nobody's another character in, other than Hilda being kind of dressed as like Olivia Newton-John earlier on. Yeah, yeah, it was, the, uh, it was one of the Pink Ladies. Yeah, because there's a terrible message in Greece, which is you can you can uh, you can get the man your dreams, but you have to change everything about who you are <laughs> yeah. first. Well, um, that's no, no. I feel like you don't fairness. need to watch the film anymore. And uh, then they get in the they get in the car. 
And uh, the car flies away. Yeah, because they both died. <laughs> the car flies away, just like the car flies and chitty bang bang. So what we've deduced here is you have a problem <laughs> with flying cars. <laughs> I don't like the flying car films, Wait, do you? have you seen Back to the Future? I have, yes. I've not seen Supercar. That's another flying car I have a problem with. Yeah. And everyone knows that moment in Titanic where the car flies. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, the, where the Titanic sinks because it hits, it hits a flying car. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's how it goes down. Yeah, so at the Dantia, Harvey and Sabrina are kitted out as uh, those, yeah, those characters from Greece, and Kraft is in his Billy Jack getup doing some catchphrases like "Get out of that can, horse bastard!" and and "I'll save you, <laughs> Shergar." Yeah, I'll save you, Shergar. <laughs> Yuri mistakes Kraft for Salem and wants to eat his eyeballs like candy. On the no, dance no, 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 flo- come on. I will eat your eyeballs like candy. On the dance floor, and Harvey asks Sabrina if she'll go steady with him again. And she says, yes! Uh, they, get in! They, uh, speaking of get in, they then dance to Hopelessly Devoted to You, the actual copyrighted track. Even on the DVD, guys. Yes, we didn't. We didn't get an ersatz version. We actually, we actually got the. Unless I don't know, was that the original from the film? I couldn't say. Yeah, I mean, I definitely can't maybe, say. Maybe, 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 it, maybe it was the version from Greece too. <laughs> oh. But it might only be like ten seconds. But yeah, for ten, twenty seconds or so, they actually play the the uh, seemingly the trackery, which is a nice step up. Cause season three, it's a different animal, guys. Yeah. Season three, we can afford that copyright, even if it's just a little bit. Because during the credits, it's. I get like an Ursax version of uh, you're the one that I want, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But they've already done they've already done the closing credits, uh, end of a pantomime, everybody comes and dances. Yeah, this is the thing. Third... The camera wasn't even central. I think this is the third time we've had a dancing promenade panto ending. Yeah, somewhere. one in each season, I think. Somebody on the crew really <laughs> likes these things, and I don't know why. As Chris says, the camera's not even centered, but I think maybe Part of the reason is because all the characters aren't paired off with people. You get like Valerie and some random, as Chris said, forty-year-old man, and the camera is off centre. So one, you can't see he's forty. Two, he's not even a person. He's just a yeah. He's literally just making up numbers. Yeah. So the camera needs to be tilted towards Lindsay Sloan. It's yeah. What is going on with these guys? I think what would have made a better ending, and I think they could have got away with in Sabrina, is like the flying car at the end of Greece. Sabrina and Harvey should have flown away in a magical other realm car. Harvey's a bit too stupid and concussed from earlier to kind of process what's going on. I missed, and everyone would be waving because it's all fun. And Mr. Kraft, I'd love it to have ended on him going, "Wow, I, need, I you know, have another comment of, oh my god, I, I need to stop." Watching Billy Jack, I don't, you know, sort of like, you know, like God, if we could go back in time <laughs> and be script consultants for Sabrina, nah. it would just be amazing. We they, would they be would, they, they and we would be drowning in Emmys, drowning, <laughs> drowning, drowning in Emmys. Drown- we'd have a swimming pool of Emmys. We wouldn't Ow. be able to dive in, <laughs> but we'd be able to sort of lie on top of it in some form. So once again. Three lads who aren't in the industry are looking at a 20-year-old show and going, that's how we could make <laughs> it better. <laughs> Should have done that. Look at that. We could have done a better job. We really couldn't. No, no, no we really not. couldn't. Based on the whole episode you've already written, we can point to bits of it and say you could have done that. Which <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> makes us smarter than you. Well, there we go, boys. That is the uh, first episode of season three. Did we enjoy it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think it was a good, 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 good season opener, I think. Those awards will be out soon. Uh, but yeah, did we enjoy it? Was How does it compare with the other uh, season openers? Because we were on such a high after the season opener of number two. I mean, yeah. it's two fair for a start, but that was such a strong episode to kick off a season. How does this one compare? Do you think it sets a good, good standard for what's to come? I, I'm going to go... I'm going to go first, Graham. Okay, okay go. sorry. Please. Um, I think it does because I feel like, yeah, we had that because it was a mad, 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 mad season opener. Mm-hmm. We had those mad moments. We had a lot of mad moments. It was crazy at times. But there was still a little bit of love in there. Yeah. A little bit of the human feel. And I feel like if that's the way that they're going to go with this season, I'm not going to have an issue with it. Plus, that's we good. had all those little side tracks with Willard Craft about his one-liners about being 
oh, he must be going insane. Mm-hmm. We've got relationships blossoming. We've got Salem's little fucking adventures as well. If that, if that episode is exactly how this season's going to go, I'm more than happy. Absolutely, because, I mean, season two... Um, you know, brand new school year, it's going to be more magical. I think they needed to do a big crazy opener because, the, I mean, it started, it was all about her training for a witch's license, and I think they set that scene perfectly. This one, it doesn't really have anything to prove, it just needs to be a strong opener, and it's just a well, it needs to be a well written, well acted, well produced, and ultimately a magical yeah. season. So, yeah, I don't think it's got a lot to prove, really. Or it's not, it's not setting itself up to fall, I think. It's. It's a, it was a good strong opening but Graham what, what do you think? It was a good solid opener it didn't get us uh, sort of whipped up into a frenzy like mm-hmm. uh, opener season 2 did possibly a bit sort of I don't know prematurely I think not that season 2 was disappointing it was great but I mean we sort of like oh there's going to be this and this going on whereas no we know that a lot of the plots laid out in the opening of season 2 weren't really continuous throughout the series they were revisited at points which was good but it wasn't like a, a big overarching thing so perhaps I wasn't paying as much attention to the plot because mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting there to be much follow-on, although from what you've said, it kind of is. Um, but yeah, gag-wise, it was solid. It, as Chris said, it gave us, it gave us some, some, solid, some solid feels, some uh, solid progress in uh, Sabrina's uh, love life, which sort of was held in limbo for most of the last season. So yeah, it's, 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 a, good, it's a good start. It's a yeah, good start. absolutely. I mean, not that, not that they were in the last season, but every actor in this show is so comfortable in the characters that they well, we were are talking in. about we were talking about Boy Meets World weren't we in the yeah. bonus episodes I mean again we didn't really know the show but you, you could tell it was a show sort of well into its run where everybody mm-hmm. did their character super well and that's definitely the case with Sabrina yeah. by, and by I think it's good that they don't uh, not necessarily waste time but they don't need to s- introduce any new characters because this I mean, we'll get guest stars scattered throughout this yeah. season but I think it's just here's the main cast you know it's a good job you enjoying because that it's just going to be them. We're not introducing yeah. like another quiz master. We're not introducing another best friend, another member of staff. It's just these are these are the cast that we've got for season three. So they know what they're doing. We know what the you know what they're all about. You enjoy them. Let's just crack on. And I think yeah, it was a very strong season open. I'm very excited. That is the end of our first episode. But what was that? We've got some scoring to do, haven't we? Now uh, on on a on a night out, and one of these chaps. Uh, were, uh, remember this we were thinking hmm, let's think for the third season this is a um, you know it's a brand new season uh, everyone's comfortable in their roles and we're comfortable in our roles as podcasters so why don't we change things up a little bit and change the way perhaps that we score so I've come up with a new way to, uh, okay. to review our show so every episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch is now going to be reviewed on style control <laughs> damage and aggression <laughs> which is exactly what I've written on it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we are going to be scoring on style control damage and aggression <laughs> well there was a lot of aggression in this episode because it was a fight yeah, yeah, yeah there was a lot uh, I'd say style because it was a new style it was fucking awesome yeah, yeah. let's do it but uh, no no because we can't because that, that, that scoring system belongs to Robot Wars it's copyrighted so. <laughs> it is copyrighted uh, but I've written my own guys tell me what you think we're going to review these episodes on magic wit creativity and progression <laughs> so is the is the, ultimately is the episode magic not necessarily on the magical spells but is it magical is it doing the job that our teenage witch should be casting is it witty that's in terms of the humor in terms of the characters little things not necessarily jokes creativity was it a good use of the characters the storyline um you know did, did we enjoy it effectively and progression was it an episode that um, yeah, it just progresses the overall yeah, yeah. Uh, story arc. Was was it an episode that that was worth watching? Magic wise, I'm I'm going to do actual use of magic for this. Actually. Okay, I'm awfully sorry. The the CGI of the slide not so great, mm-hmm. uh, but the wonderful twinkles that was yeah. lovely. The frozen boys that was also lovely. Yeah. So there was aspects of nice little touches of magic so I'm only going to give it three for magic out of five yeah. wit wise yeah I wit. think some good gags some good use of Salem I'd say four okay. yeah got some good craft lines I didn't yeah. um, in terms of like you know like characters and things like I wasn't particularly a fan of Doris um, even though he was completely uh, culturally uh, misrepresentative of Albania I did enjoy <laughs> Yuri showing yeah. up at the end <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah I, was, I think four, four yeah, yeah. yeah okay. magic four. three okay. wit four okay uh, creativity Creativity. It's a good use of the cast and uh, the plot. Ninjas, yes. cowboys, fences. It was a good 
wholesome daft episode. Yes. Yeah. Daft, daft with reason. Go with the full. There was a lot to yeah. it. There was a lot to it, but I think there's be more inspired yeah. um, sort of uh, plots and um, situations engineered in, in previous episodes. So I don't think it's quite at its at its uh, peak. But it was good. Yeah. I, 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 I'd have to agree with Graham. Okay. Actually, four. Yeah. Four. Okay. Yeah. And finally, progression. Progression. Did this episode uh, is, is it path, paved, the, uh, paved the way for the rest of the season? Has this episode added anything to our overarching storyline? Well, yes, yeah. plenty, loads. It's set up a new storyline. We've got Harvey and Sabrina back together. We've got a blossoming friendship between Zelda and Mr. Craft. We've got Hilda's love interest with Mr. Craft, and we've got Salem still doing any hijinks as possible. Mm-hmm. As a sitcom, which generally aren't particularly narrative driven, it's about us. Pro- progression as it gets. Progressive. Yeah. Well, progre- I don't know what well, yeah. sounds like. If Harvey and Dashley got together, now that would be, that, that that, be, that that would be progressive. That would be. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd actually, I'd say five. Yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you could hope for more really in the yeah. season opener of a sitcom. Five. Overall, 16 out of 20. That is a cracking episode. Yes. Well done. And that's a cracking way of scoring because I feel like that... we can actually make note of... Uh... <laughs> yeah, that yeah. seems important. Yeah, and, you know, we say we don't like change. I like this change. Uh, yeah. uh, 16 Albanians hunting 20 Salem's pelts. Okay, 16 Albanians hunting 20 Salem's pelts. Well, there we go. So a very strong opening, I think. Very good. So hopefully our next episode will follow suit. Would you like to know what this one's called, boys? Yes, indeed. Usually. Episode 2. Boy, was my face red. Oh, okay. So... Boy, was my face red. So we see uh, Hilda's torture chamber and someone's face is taken off. Wow. And it's a red face, I assume. Mm, Wow. Well, we've had faces taken off already. I know, yeah. It wouldn't be anything surprising. Uh, Graham, what do you think this episode's about? Boy, was my face red? Um, I think possibly there is some sort of... um, Possibly Sabrina does something which causes somebody else some sort of embarrassment. Mm -hmm. You know, sort of, of, you know, she... uh, she makes she makes a boo boo, which uh, really uh, impacts negatively on somebody else, maybe Hilda or Zelda or yeah. Harvey. And until she atones for um, the wrong she has committed, her face is going to stay red. Yeah, I like that idea, man. Yeah, and it was good enough that that's kind of what they made an episode yeah. about. Slight differences in what you're saying, but Sabrina tries to help an embarrassed Valerie by using a spell to remove her embarrassment. However, instead of disappearing, it transfers to her. Yeah. Ah. Do you want to hazard a guess at how Sabrina? Gets embarrassed. Uh, is it an embarrassing family? No, she farts in front of the school. Oh no! Oh. Does she shit herself? She doesn't shit. It, well, it's not confirmed, but yeah, she uh, she farts in front of a class. Oh right! So, uh, yeah. Out of her bottom or out of her finger? <laughs> I guess we've got to find out <laughs> next week. So that is episode two. Boy, was my face red? Slash. Did she fart out her finger? I've been Phil Dean. Thank you very much for joining us for our first episode of season three. I do very much hope that you uh, enjoy this episode and enjoy this season. It's definitely set to be a a very, very enjoyable and strong one. Uh, Chris... Thank you very much, my friend. You <laughs> pointed down the middle there. You pointed to me and went, Gris. <laughs> Which is our couple name. But, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. come on, man. So, so Gris, uh, what do you think? We think it was sweet. Just <laughs> say it together. We, we think it was, <laughs> think it was good. <laughs> Thank you very much, Gris and Graham there. Uh, and if you'd like to get in touch with the show, then please do. You can find us on Twitter, <laughs> Sabrina Watch. Uh, on Twitter as well, well guys, I forgot to mention, we're, uh, we're, we've been embraced and we're invited in we're the... We're the Podden family. We're in the Podden yeah. family. So what hashtag Podden family is, is a lot of sort of uh, uh, independent podcasts such as ours, underdog pods, if you will. And if you do see that hashtag, yeah, just retweet uh, us and any of our uh, friends within the Podden family community. It just helps our podcast get to more ears, more eyes on social yeah. media. Help out the little guy. Yes. Help out these small businesses, these great podcasts, which aren't attached to major networks, um, maybe sort of trying to carve a niche in a, a crowded marketplace. Yeah. 
Hashtag Pod and Family. Hashtag Pod and Family. We're also hashtag uh, BritPod scene as well. So you'll see lots of uh, podcasts from uh, excellent independent uh, British podcaster makers around, uh, well, yeah, around the country. So do please get involved in that on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, yes, Sabrina the Teenage Watch. Type us in and you'll find us. And you can always drop us an email, Sabrina Teenage Watch at gmail.com. Also, give us a nice review and a rating on iTunes as well. We will greatly appreciate it. Just type us in, Sabrina the Teenage Watch on iTunes. Every little helps. And remember, guys, may every little thing you do be, be magic. magic.